Hello, I'm Bruce Sinclair, and welcome to this podcast from Jordan Hill Parish Church, during which we will share in reading, reflection and prayer for Sunday the 7th of November. Today our hymns come from Dunblane Cathedral Choir and the Scottish Festival Singers, led by Ian McCrory. Our readings today come from the Old Testament, from the Book of Psalms, and from the New Testament, the Gospel of Mark, and these are read for us by Robbie Mitchell. Each week our services are held in Jordan Hill Parish Church at half past ten, and all are welcome. In the beginning, when it was very dark, God created the earth with sea and land and all manner of life. In the beginning, when it was very dark, God created the skies, with sun and moon, floating cloud and bright star. In the beginning, when the earth was newly formed and God's creation began to stir, God created humankind to nurture and care for all of creation. Let us worship God. Testament reading is taken from the book of Psalms, reading Psalm 8. O Lord our Sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth! You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and infants you have founded a bulwark because of your foes, to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, 
the moon and the stars that you have established. What are human beings that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them? Yet you have made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honour. You have given them dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under their feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Our New Testament reading is taken from the Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 12, reading verses 38 to 44. As he taught, he said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and be greeted with respect in the marketplaces, and to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honour at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for the sake of appearance say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasure. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all that she had to live on. Thanks be to God. Amen. I have long been an admirer of David Attenborough's work, whether through books or his acclaimed documentaries over the years. He, like many before, has an enviable capacity to bring the majesty, the mystery and the intricacy of creation to people in ways that make it come alive and intrigue. In 2020, he wrote the book A Life on Our Planet, My Witness Statement and Vision for the Future. In it, he explores his time as a producer and commentator. As a young man, he felt that he was out there in the wild, experiencing the untouched natural world, which he says was an illusion. It was far from untouched. It was living and breathing and had been there long before him. The tragedy of our time, he explains, has been happening all around us, barely noticeable from day to day the loss of our planet's wild places and biodiversity. We live our comfortable lives in the shadow of a disaster of our own making, he says. The disaster is being brought about by the very things that allows us to live our comfortable lives. Living with inconvenience is not something we like or want. 
And most of us try to avoid inconveniences if we can afford it. Over the past two weeks, many in the west of Scotland and Glasgow, who might routinely have used certain roads, roads have been inconvenienced by their closure, adding minutes to car journeys or interrupting bus routes because of the Climate Change Conference, COP26. When does an inconvenience become a problem? How long does it take? The Climate Conference, COP26, has highlighted once again the perilous state of the Earth's climate and our own part in the process, but also our own potential to bring about change. It makes for very uncomfortable listening and points out inconvenient truths that we might rather not hear. Sacrifice, giving everything, giving all that you have, whether it be great or small, comes in many forms. And there are many passages in the Bible that expound that virtue, not least the calling of the disciples, giving of themselves and the challenge that it faces. Or the rich young man that we looked at a few weeks ago, called to give all that he had. All costly giving, sacrificing greatly, giving everything for the good of others. In Mark's Gospel, we read that small story of the poor widow going to the temple. Nobody noticed her. Nobody seemed to care much about her. She put in the two coins that she had all that she had, because that's what her faith led her to do. She could have put in one coin, and nobody would have minded, but she gave all that she had out of gratitude. It was what she felt was right for her to do. Her offering made no difference to anybody else. No one would have missed that sacrifice. No one would care if she had kept the money. And faced with the magnificence of the temple treasury, the widow's two coins might be hardly worth a mention. But Jesus says to the disciples, look again, raise your eyesight to the wider picture. However, nowhere in this passage does Jesus praise the widow for what she's doing. He simply calls his disciples to notice her and to compare what she does with what everybody else is doing. He invites them to sit down beside him and contemplate that gap between abundance and poverty, between large sums and two copper coins, between apparent sacrifice and the real thing. He doesn't put anybody in the wrong. He doesn't dismiss the gifts of the rich. He simply points out that the major characters are minor givers, whilst the minor character, the poor widow, turns out to be the major giver of them all. A woman offering her whole livelihood, sacrificing all she had, giving everything. In Mark's Gospel, the good news is that the realm of God is at hand. It wasn't about salvation or a personal relationship with God. The good news was about the closeness of God's realm and the invitation to join in the work of bringing God's realm into our world. This wasn't the task of any one individual. It was the task of a community of believers. Jesus wanted his followers to repent of 
the lack of labour on behalf of the realm of God. Repent of self-focused ways of living in the world. God and the realm of God are near. And the seeds of heaven growing everywhere if we have the capacity and the desire to recognise what's happening. Over the last decade, temperatures have been rising and weather patterns shifting. There's a clear indication of climate shift and global warming that has resulted from human beings misusing the planet in large and small ways. We are destroying our oceans by overfishing and dragging miles of seabed. We are destroying our forests by strip mining and excessive logging. Our water supplies dwindle because we don't listen to what the earth can sustain. Our consumerism is destroying our planet. And as long as those with privilege have clean water, carbon fuels and excessive food supplies, the harm done to the earth will continue. This is not the way of God's realm. Repenting from consumerism without regard to the needs of our neighbours is a good start to bring the realm of God a little bit closer. In fact, any time we consider the needs of those around us before making decisions about how we will live, we bring the realm of God that bit closer. People giving of themselves. People sharing their time and maybe their talents and even their money. Maybe only a little from the great amount that they have, maybe everything that they have, but giving of themselves so that others might be helped and have hope or comfort or inclusion or peace or a safer and better climate. If we lived in a society, if we lived in a world that was willing to make sacrifices for others, to give more, share more of everything, I wonder what kind of society and what kind of world we would live in. What does any of this got to do with the church? The Christian church is called to be a sign in and for the world of a new reality which God has made available to people in Jesus Christ by healing and reconciling and binding up wounds, ministering to the needs of the poor, the sick, the lonely and the powerless, engaging in the struggle to free people from sin, fear and oppression, hunger and injustice, giving itself and its substance to the service of those who suffer. The church is called to undertake this mission, even at the risk of losing itself. As we listen to stories of the effects of climate change, to island communities sinking into the sea, disappearing rainforests, depleting ozone layer, and hearing what others have done to heal the planet, look at the possibilities of your own lives. Rather than focusing on your own shortcomings or inadequacies, here is your invitation to give something of yourself, possibly even all that you have, in the dedication of your life for things that are good and honest and generous and true. And if that's two little coins, or recycling two cans, then that just might be a beginning. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
let us pray. Almighty God, your hand can be seen in and throughout all creation, from the highest peaks to the deepest valley, the smallest creature to the soaring eagle. All let us catch a glimpse of your glory, your wonder and majesty. We thank you for the beauty that we see in the world, the planted seed and the growth of food. All are more than we alone could achieve. So may we always be aware that you tend your creation and give us life. God of autumn winds and changing season, let us be sharers of your kingdom on earth. We, your children, depend upon the health of the earth to nourish and keep us. We pray for our polluted world. We know not to dump harmful waste, but we constantly compromise the seas and land. We know not to strip forests bare, yet we guzzle new resources. We know the importance of recycling, but love the smell and the touch of the new. God of creation, the earth you gave us for our needs is not a place to waste or spoil. We are but stewards of your world in trust, the seas, the air, the soil. Guide us to care more for this world, not to waste its resources, pollute our environment, or harm the many living creatures on this earth. Open our eyes, change our hearts, and let us look upon this place with the generosity that you look upon us, to live with respect and balance with creation. Let us bring your kingdom even, even closer by giving our time and talent and our stewardship to benefit all. And so we pray together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen.
Thank you for joining with me today for this time of worship. O God, fill us with generous care and abundant hope to trust in you always and care for your creation. And now, may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you this day and every day. Amen.